Hi, I'm Paul, and I'm here to help with that. And we are... SP Film Viewers. Peaches, peaches, everybody on the streets is... Everybody loves peaches. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> that is my own original song in the voice of Randy Newman. Who? He's the musician who did the like the music for this. He wrote the songs and everything. But you'll probably know him more from the "You've Got a Friend in Me" and the. The, I don't know if you remember the one at the end of Bug's Life, the credits. You can sing it for me. Book, little book, hardly there. Doodly doo doo, doodly doo doo doo. They probably don't remember that one. Not as no. much as you've got a friend in me, I'm yeah, not going to lie. Yeah, but, no, no, I just thought it'd be a funny thing to do rather than. I was waiting there for wasn't, there, wasn't, there wasn't many ones when I looked up for things to do that wouldn't be like before like getting proper into the story or anything like that, not much like a, almost like a throwaway one that would make sense. So I thought I'd just improvise a little bit. And... <laughs> so yeah, throw you off. Thanks for keeping Hope me my on my toes. My impression of Randy Newman was spot on for everybody who knows who he is. <laughs> and thinking, yeah, that's, that sounds exactly like him. I don't think it did, now that I know who it is. <laughs> it sounded a little bit more simple. Well... I mean, if you listen to his voice, it was he did the, the end of the song. The song at the end of the film was him singing. So I can't remember what yeah. that was. Oh my god, I'm so bad. Anyway, people, we are talking this time about James and the Giant Peach. If you hadn't gathered, because <laughs> that was so self-explanatory, won't we? Because we kept on banging on about peaches. This is a like childhood favourite of mine really from seeing it in like like first school and stuff and I saw this before I saw Nightmare Before Christmas all the way through because I'd only seen bits of that on like TV and stuff not all the way through so and it was the same director and it kind of shows in the style that he has for that so I think this was I know obviously Nightmare Before Christmas was a big success Mm -hmm. from the get-go and it's like the follow-up to that and i think it was probably not it didn't do like particularly great i think but it's kind of like one of those cult classics almost kind of thing not not to everybody's like oh yeah definitely agree with that sentiment but it's it's like a a small following i guess for Mm, yeah definitely there's loads of merchandising stuff about out isn't it for the nightmare before christmas and stuff like that no, I'm talking about James and John oh, Peach. Oh, I... <laughs> Yeah. No, 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 no. I have a question. So you're saying Nightmare Before Christmas came out before James and the Giant yes. Peach? Really? Is... How yeah. old is Nightmare Before Christmas? I thought, I don't... I still don't think it's a Christmas film. But... It's like one of those in-between Halloween 
it's more Christmas. I feel like it's more Halloween than it is Christmas yeah. for me mm. personally. But we're not here to talk about that really. We're no, we're not. No. So James and the Giant Peach. Yeah. I know people are gonna be like, How have you not seen it? Obviously I know they've rolled out books. I'm yeah. not oblivious to the fact no. that this kid travels wherever oh actually i didn't know we were going from england to new york i didn't know that mm-hmm. i just knew we got on a, a giant peach somehow it had some steps and they were flying on some seagulls somewhere with loads of insects <laughs> insects yeah. that's literally all i knew uh-huh. like that was it yeah yeah like anything else of the story no i don't think like i say not maybe not many people have have seen this film to be like oh yeah yeah how come you've not seen this one but it's kind of like stuck with me throughout from a young age and then seen it multiple times. Now, mm. what it's kind of like good to come back to this one and see if certain things were different. I'm more so one of the, the main points that keeps coming up and yeah. up and up in this, the, the threat, should we say. And it's kind of lingering <laughs> through the, the whole storyline. Well, for those of you who don't know, obviously, James is like, has a happy little life at the beginning, doesn't he? He's living with yeah. his parents by the seaside. Like, I thought the way that he was going to run away on the on the peach, kind yeah. of like leaving his family, was because he didn't want to go to New York. Like I thought maybe he was happy with the life he had and like he was miserable when he went to New York with his parents and then he got on the peach. I'd forgot that he had aunties. Oh, okay. Had you read the book at all? Yeah, probably had done. Yeah. To be fair, my favourite was the big BFG. Um, this one for me with James and the Giant Peach merged. I think I roughly watched Bugs Life, so I don't know if it was on TV or something as well. And then that kind of merges the two in together because they're just both about bugs. But I do know like Bugs Life is like... I was obsessed with the Bugs yes. Life yeah, when I was little. Yeah. Like to the point of where McDonald's did the, the toys. Yeah, I remember them. I had that. And I would go over to McDonald's and ask them and say, I don't want a Happy Meal. I just want the toy. Can I pay for the toy, please? Don't give me the food. I just want the toys. And there was one that I couldn't get. Do you remember what it was? Mm -hmm. My favourite. Dot. Yeah. How did you know? Because I know you. (laughs) (laughs) I was good. I searched and searched and searched until it ran out and then I still didn't get it. And everybody else even had the bloody crass upper. I didn't want him. He scared me when I was younger. Oh, yeah. He was a scary actor. But... So this element within the film could be scary, I guess, for a little child with James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, yeah. There's a dark tones in this. Mm. There is, actually. Yeah. For Which... what the looming presence is. But this rhino. Yeah. Like, I, well, we had to pause, didn't we? Because I didn't understand what was going on. Like, we were just on a beach, and it was sat talking about New York, and then this the sky turned moody and ominous, yeah. and it was like, okay, what's happened? Where's his parents gone? And um, I went to you and went, is this actually happening? Because they're saying, like, a rhino has attacked his parents. Well, you didn't see the rhino, you just saw him in the clouds. Yeah. And it's like, unless there was... So you had to pause it, didn't you, and go back. And I was like, I'm still not... It's still not self-explanatory, <laughs> this isn't for me. Like, I don't... I haven't seen what's happened to his parents, <laughs> nor have I seen... The fact that they've been to New York. They didn't even get to New York. Well, did they go on an adventure tour and go and see some rhinos well, and the Atom? Because... Well, I mean, we all know that rhinos aren't 
known for being carnivorous or no anything in the first place. So that's unless they charged at him. it. The but other it, one we thought was the car accident, didn't we? We did think we. That's what we kind of thought, and especially as certain lines that come creeping up later on, like the, when the aunts when he's with the arts and they say to him like. Oh, your father had his head in the clouds instead of looking where he was going. So it kind of implies that like a big beefy car that was metaphorically a rhinoceros because mm-hmm. of it being so big or whatever and killed his parents or something. That's the explanation there, but maybe. But then I thought, well, because of this this whole like storm clouds and obviously being like loud thunder and lightning being a representation of rhinoceros to james there in that sense but i don't know i still don't know really know why a rhinoceros exactly because the way you could do it do you mean his aunties were at, are like a rhinoceros no 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 i'm just meaning that the, it's a thunderstorm that killed his parents oh it and struck it, like by lightning yeah yeah right oh like that could be a pl- they were on the beach or something. or something and that just happened and then because it's like rumbling and mm-hmm, yeah and rhinos can charging a like oh, it could be like a storm where because they're on the beach, weren't it? So it could be that they could the storm came in and the tides as well and swept them yeah. away. And, Still think but, it's a car crash. To be fair, but it could be either already. Those are both theories that could work. But I know in the the book, the the way it's worded is they went to the London Zoo and a rhinoceros was charging and I think trampled them or something. I prefer that. At least that's like, right, okay, I know what's happened. They've been trampled by a rhino. It's unrealistic, but I know what's happened, so it's fine. But if you wanted a non-carnivorous animal to eat you, if you said a hippopotamus, that would make more sense because they've actually got big mouths that could, you know, eat people. But, you know, I don't know why you chose a rhino, to be honest. Rolled out, but we'll never know. Rhino was charging. It doesn't actually say he was at by a rhino in the book, so they've twisted it in the movie. So that's not Roald Dahl's fault. No, it's not. That's whoever's created the movie. Henry Selleck. Whoever yeah. he is. <laughs> we, also, we also directed Cor- Coraline as well, so... True. So not Tim Burton then? No, he, he was a producer in it. And mm. he didn't... And for the longest time, as most people might have thought, that um, Tim Burton so directed... Nightmare Before Christmas, but that's not true. It's kind of just... I thought that. Well, no, I did initially thinking, but then I'm like, hang on a minute. Why are people mis- misconstruing this information that he was... He's, that may, because it says, it's, does say Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas might have been his idea, his concept for it, but it's, it's not him who directed it, so... This so, is me going silent because I'm taking in what you're saying. Yeah. But if that was somebody's idea... Doesn't matter who directed it, it's still Tim Burton's idea. So if without the, his idea, the film wouldn't be there. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's it's more. You could say, oh, it was Tim Burton's directed this film. It's no, 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 it isn't. It's Henry Tim Sell- Burton's idea. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> right. Love how Sophie just puts it into basic terms. This is what it is. <laughs> so. So James is now quickly, swiftly. He's now at his aunt. Well, it's an orphan. An orphan, so yeah, he has to go to the, his aunts. Which, the the weirdest aunties in the world. Yeah. Like, your aunties are meant to be nice. So I don't know whose side of the family they were from. But... Oh, God knows, but... 
They're horrible. They're absolutely horrible. They remind me of the Ugly Sisters in Cinderella. Yeah. That kind of like horrible kind of just malice, not nice. <laughs> like who would take on a little boy and not feed him and make him do all the crappy chores? Like Harry Potter, like you said, got off yes. lightly. Yeah. <laughs> he had a nice cupboard to live in under. And he, yeah. And he aims as this like cell room essentially, doesn't he? And he doesn't really get burdened apart from getting yelled at and shoved in the cupboard and isolated yeah. on his own. So we we see this relationship panning out and it's not, not great with his aunties. He's not happy in St. James. No. And then this man out of nowhere, little suspecty character. I feel like he looks like a little bit like a leprechaun. Oh, before sorry, before we get to that, there's the bit where you have the fan, first fantastic song. Oh, no, I forgot about that. I was like, oh, if this is going to carry on this way, we're, gonna, we're not going to get along. It's definitely the weakest one of the bunch, but it's... Doesn't help because of the our lead James is singing along, and it's just oh, he it's can when just he tell. He says his name, James, James, James. <laughs> it's like yes, we know it's James and the Giant yeah. Peach. Yeah. We don't need you saying well, yeah. your name. Yeah, my name is James. Yep, we gathered. But it was horrible. It was really it's bad singing. It... Child singing. Yeah, it's not like it was like you know, like a school play or something. It's like uh... it was worse than that because yeah. it was he was trying. Mm. Like normally, a child at a school plays like just not half-heartedly giving it yeah. some. I don't think he could have said right. Maybe do another take. Of that mm. perhaps that, then... that if that was the best one they had. Just think what the other one sounded like. <laughs> it does. It seems okay when we get to the other scenes though. When we do have singing scenes, mm-hmm. maybe that's because we've got more adult kind of oh yeah voice covers for the insects and everything that it yeah. does bode out. Mm-hmm. To not be so ir- irritable. Yeah. Then, yeah, so shortly after that thing, because he meets the... Or he has the little spider in his room, doesn't he? And then he makes this little makeshift, like, lantern thing and sends it out into the like, night and everything. And then his aunt's come in the room next day and, like, see the spiders and have a freak out about it. Yeah, it's so I, think, I don't think even you, like, go to that extreme of wildly screaming your head off and when you see a spider... No, but it was big, to be fair, it was. I don't like spiders, but I'm trying to be in a better place with them because I don't want, when we have a child, to knock that into them at an early age that you have to scream at a spider. I want them to get to a point of where it's a spider, it's fine. Yeah. I don't like the big spiders or the ones that jump. It's like, if it's going to come at me quickly, then I don't like it. Like, so we have this conversation now, me and spiders do, don't we? Mm. I walk into the room. I go, hello, Mr. Spider. By the time that I come back into this room, I would like you to have gone away. Yeah. If you don't go away, I can't promise what's going to happen. It depends on whereabouts you are. Mm-hmm. If he's on the floor, sorry, mm. listeners, is probably not going to stick around for much longer, is he? But if he's on the ceiling or anything like that, it's like, okay. Yeah. You know your distance. It's social distancing from me. Whereas if he's on the floor, it's too much to run at me. But no, yeah. I wouldn't be so dramatic of flailing. I think this has been one time that we used to, in our old house, used to be a spider that used to kind of crawl into the skirting board. And he was really, really big. Right. He would make me scream. Okay. He felt like a mini tarantula. Well, you're making me feel itchy to think about okay. it. Okay, we'll move on to... Oh, spiders are horrible. Yeah. 
So after this point, he rescues the spider and then <laughs> this man then appears out of nowhere. Freakishly looking, leprechaun-y kind of <laughs> The narrator, I guess man. you could say, yeah. He just looks really dodgy, like, talking to this little boy. Like, he looks a bit but, wrong. Yeah, and then I thought maybe it's all in his head that he's just having a bit of a delusion, you know, because of him being so isolated in this this grim setting that he's in. He's maybe just having this hallucination or something. How does he get the magic beans or whatever you want to call them? Or... The, the crocodile <laughs> tongues, which are clearly not crocodile tongues because they're little green glowing... Gamma radiating maggots, essentially. <laughs> which movie? So I, even when I was younger, thinking, how can they be crocodile tongues? Because a crocodile is massive. No way are they. Maybe tongues. the baby crocodile tongues. He didn't specify. He didn't say baby crocodile tongues. He just said crocodile. Well, you keep telling me you don't need to be that Unless realistic it's... in these things. It doesn't need to be like that. Ha! <laughs> but maybe. Got you. It's like a. What's that? flower we've got in the garden grandma's bonnet or something which is like it doesn't look like a grandma's bonnet does it it does when it flowers okay well it's just like one of those things it's not essentially what it represents type of thing yeah it does when it flowers at the moment no it doesn't but when it flowered it did look like a little okay. old lady's bonnet okay more like a fairy's bonnet in my head though, right. to be fair okay like what a little pixie would wear right okay yeah <laughs> But I know what you're meaning. I do. I do yeah. get you because certain things we do call, which you just think, why? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Then, to be fair, I can go into the whole thing of where did the word chair come from, or sky? Who thought? You know, like whenever well, we were created, that's the sky. How did they know? What the word? Yeah. Why did they call it that? Yeah. 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 yeah this well. This really can screw me over. Like I can think about this for a while and wonder why. Yep. Unless I just think of creation and God creates it and then that's he created all the words. That's the easiest explanation, but I don't think that's true. No. But he has this this bag of crocodile tongues and then he's, you know, like marvellous things will happen. Yeah, and then he drops him. Yeah. So like what marvellous thing was that then? And obviously I would love this though. As a keen gardener at the moment because of our garden, mm-hmm. like being able to make something super grow. Yeah. Like, sometimes I plant seeds and I'm like, nothing's happening. And I'm like, mm, it's been a week now and nothing's growing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not working. And I get disheartened. Whereas, like, this, you could just put this crocodile's tongue on a seed. And it would grow. But it would grow too big, probably, for your liking. It's fine. It'd be like a Jack and the Beanstalk type of thing. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll run about. We're struggling for flowers for his wedding. It would have loads if we did mm-hmm. that. Yeah, true. Probably wouldn't be able to carry him down the aisle, though, if it was as big as that peach. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is where the, the peach grows to this donkulous size. Well, I actually didn't know how the peach got that big. Right. So that was like a mystery to me. But okay. then I feel like I didn't really didn't really matter really how mm. I knew because it didn't really add much to it, that part of the story with this man. Because you don't see him again afterwards, do you? No, not until the end. Do you see him at the end? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. It's a light-hearted film that I can't even comprehend the fact that there's a beginning, middle and end. So then the greedy aunts decide to make some money out of... Well, what would you this. do if you had a big peach in your garden? Well, I think because it's like... They're talking about old money, essentially, with it. 
so that's like oh it's like a fairground attraction for them so it's like very simple at times for mm. you know to, to get people engaged with it's not like today's things i don't iPhone. think people would come to see a big peach nowadays no they just see a picture of it on instagram or something yeah but like, oh, yeah. okay yeah, don't cool. need to pay for that now yeah exactly that's what that's what it's going for really so i don't really know what today's time should be like for like i'd live off it for forever is that but it'll go off won't it Mm. Yep. So you can't live off it forever. Well, not you know what I mean. Like for a very long time until it was like no longer. So you'd make like peach pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You love look peach drinks, don't mm-hmm. you? Yeah, do. So you do you do that then? Yeah. Freeze them. I don't know. Don't think you can freeze them. God, you get this off your dad. You do. You don't can't freeze lettuce. So why would you be able to freeze a peach? Yeah, frozen fruit in the freezer aisle. <sighs> Like so, strawberries and raspberries. I don't know. Yeah. The peach isn't as watery as you think. It's juicy. Yeah, exactly. Like, a, like a peach lollipop. Could make a peach lolly you could make. So this is where the movie gets going, I think, for me. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. get these lovable characters. Because James, I know he's your main man, but <laughs> I ain't feeling anything on James's part. I, I don't... Don't even feel really that sorry for him. I know that sounds horrible, like a cold, heartless his, bitch. His parents got eaten <laughs> by a rhino. That's not real, is it? Sorry, that, if that, anybody... That is... Parents aunts are... love to hang over him every opportunity they can. They bring it up like... This is like mentally scarring him, like, oh, the rhino will come and get you. <laughs> so God knows what it's doing to his mental state. But then that wasn't... Like, people wouldn't even think that, though, would they? Like, mental awareness wasn't even a thing back then. It should have been, but it wasn't. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't think he's my favourite character. Well, that's fine. Is, I understand Why that. do I never have a favourite character that's the lead? What is this? I don't see that as being a problem because I get what you mean by he's not the strongest. No, he's the, he's the, the name on the, the title, mm-hmm. obviously, but it's, he's... He's not the most interesting one of the lot. You've got all the other characters that... Which the insects it. are the most interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'll, do, I'll give you a little overhaul of the names of the voice actors. on Because obviously, seeing as younger, I have no clue as to who was voicing who. And obviously, <laughs> What are you laughing at? Because uh, you said, when I was younger, and I'm like, I still don't have a clue. <laughs> What are you trying to say about me here, Paul? I don't have a clue. No, 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 I but just I, just, I just made it more conscious enough to go, oh, I wonder who's doing the voice of that, because... Well, can I be part of this, please? Can yeah. I say the insect's name? Yeah, yeah, you can be. Yeah. that's all I can do. Okay. Who are we going to start with? Is it Mr Grasshopper? Yeah. He's voiced by Simon Callow, who was... Do you remember... <laughs> Gareth... From Four Weddings and a Funeral. He's like the older, one of the older. Is he the brown haired one that died? No, he's like the grey, grey haired one. The one that pretends to have a heart attack? Yes. Yes, I think so. Yeah. He's the one that's kind of like consistently at these these weddings anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Then I'm going to spice it up. We have Spider. Who is voiced by Susan Sarandon. I looked up films you might have known her in, but. All I could really come up with was Rocky Horror Picture Show. I haven't even seen it. 
So, yeah. That's great, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Good start, Paul. Yeah. I just know she sounds like a sexy French spider. Yeah, I don't know why, because Weird. she's not French or... Why? Why Has she travelled that far? Like, I don't understand. I'm putting on a voice for that, I don't really know. I don't know why she's French. She's got, it's like she's got a bray on as well. Yeah. Bizarre. Then you've got Earthworm. He's voiced by one of my favourite actors, David Thewlis, Professor Lupin from Harry Potter. Do you know he's one of your favourite actors? Recently, yeah, it's kind of like... It's not from Harry Potter, is it? No, no, but he's done a lot of consistently good work in other films, so... He's very good. Yeah, he is, yeah. Does that mean you love Harry Potter more now? What do you mean? Just Just... because he's in it. That's a good season. 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 <laughs> is he in how many? I know he'll be in more. In? So I think I think he was in the last one we saw, and then I think he's in his helps more at the back end. Okay, fair enough. So you'll okay. see him more. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, so he's good, and he's. I'll say now he's my favorite character in what, this. What the erotic earthworm? That's like neurotic. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, and yeah. He whines every way. <laughs> yeah. Really, favourite character? Yeah, I find it funny, anyway. I have a favourite character, but we haven't yeah. got to him okay. yet. I gave that away, didn't I? What? No, have you got two more? Three more? Oh, no, three more, sorry, yeah. Well, yeah, no, I've given it away because I said I haven't said him yet. So okay, you... <laughs> it's a centipede then. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's go on to the centipede. Please. Um, I didn't know, I was like, when you're saying that you, you thought it was sounding familiar, but then when I looked up who it was, I'm thinking... You wouldn't really know from... I certainly wouldn't know really from the voice, but it is Richard Dreyfus who played Hooper in Jaws. You know, the marine biologist or who came into... You know, was brought in to help with, the, with this, obviously, the shark attack. Yeah, even though I thought he was the one that got dragged off a boat initially. No, that, that was Quint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he, I, I think he's my kind of favourite, even though he's... He's a bit of a Billy Bullshitter. Yeah, he yeah. is. But at the end of it, he has got a heart of gold. Mm. And you can kind of see that he's just wanting to impress people, even though he's he doesn't need to. He can just be himself. Yeah. But in the end, I think he comes out the kind yeah, of up trumps. Yeah. 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 Then you've got Mrs. Ladybird or Ladybug. Yeah, for Americans. Yeah. Don't understand. It's Ladybird. That's mm. what I've been brought up with saying. And yeah. all the way through this, I'm not going to be saying Ladybug. Okay. She's played by Jane Leaves. Mm-hmm. It's kind of ironic. <laughs> who, <laughs> who is Daphne from Frasier, you know, Dr. Crane. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I can't see that. They're being very rude. I can't abide rudeness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good, that is. <laughs> Do you mean today with all these voiceovers? <laughs> I'm expecting all of this. And then lastly, Glowworm. Uh who is I, I struggled to actually find like on like IMDB it wasn't really clear, but after a bit further investigation it was turns out it was actually the person who plays Aunt Sponge doing the voice of the Glowworm as well. I guess they're just like cutting costs, something there, like, oh, can you just do a voice of this very minor character because obviously she didn't really get no. much to do in it really other than just like I've put your light on yeah, yeah. pretty much That's yeah yeah. Duty, yeah yeah 
So who is that, sorry? Oh, um, Miriam Margoyles, I think is... Anything the... I would know, no. Um, no, more just like comedy stuff, just like um, <laughs> Aunt Spike, who's played by Joanna Lumley. You know, like um, she does those like docu- you know, documentaries. Yes, she does. Did she Ta- do the one to Japan? Oh, she did, yeah. Oh, we had to slip that one in there, yeah. didn't we? <laughs> yeah, I think people not say that. But it's like, can't <laughs> not go an episode without mentioning Japan, can we? No, Almost. really can't. Yeah. I feel like oh. it should be like a drinking game or something now yeah. where people like take a shot every time we say the word Japan. Yeah. So then I think around this point we have like a the second song, don't we? We're like kind of like talking about a place where they want this idyllic lifestyle, whatever they each of them individually wants. Yeah. Uh, which then gets cut short by the aunts coming out to investigate where the hell James is doing. Outside, he's supposed to be picking up litter or something. He wasn't supposed to get in the peach or the rhino will get him. This rhino crops up and it's like, there's <laughs> no, you're in that. the crunchy side in England. There's no chance that this rhino is going to come as, and get as, you. As the grasshopper says, there are no rhinoceri here. Yes, yeah. and he's right. Yeah. So, what I do love about this is you've got obviously live action and then it's stop motion stop motion yeah. within it yeah i do sway to more of the stop motion even though i think james i don't know he lets it down like i love the even, way even with his stop motion his stop motion one yeah oh. i prefer the insects like they look so oh, much yeah. more realistic compared to his design well i guess that's to be expected because you can make them a bit more fantastical, really, because obviously they're disproportioned in creatures, aren't they? Really? And they've got clothes on and the yeah, insects yeah. wouldn't. But I just think he looks a bit more lackluster yeah. in all of that. Just kind of just a big head, isn't he, on a small body? Yeah. But, yeah. But, and it's a bit bizarre. Yeah. And beady uh, eyes. And mm, yeah. But. So I really like, out of all the insects, I would say Ladybug is. Same. Yeah. Yeah. And the centipede. And the grasshopper is your traditional, like, they always think he's quite classic. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, but for me, the little laid, old ladybird style yeah. and the centipede, even though I hate centipedes as an insect. Right, okay. I think that they were the best kind of mm-hmm. designed work. What were your favourites? Um, I mean, like, the earthworm is in the, the way his character is. This design is pretty much what, you, what can you do with an earthworm, really? I'm surprised you like the earthworm because you hate worms. Oh, no. But... Like, you don't yeah. like worms at all. No. Like, tell them why. Well, my dad used to pick them up from the in the garden when I was younger and just, like, dangle them in my face for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you imagine your dad doing that? <laughs> but, yeah, no, I guess that I can understand. I won't like somebody dangling yeah. something in my no. face, really. But they're not that harmful. They're just mm. weird that if you cut them up, they just become two people. Was it? This is a line. You laughed at it as well. I did. Split them right down the middle. I have two half brothers. I love the humour in this as well. I thought that was quite yeah, golden. A good, a good selling point for this one as well. And especially with a more adult mind, you're kind of picking up jokes I wouldn't necessarily would have gotten as. They'd have gone. Choo, so it's quite funny. Yeah, it was quite funny. Yeah, definitely really clever the way the humour is put in. It's for adults and children. Mm -hmm. But to answer your actual question, I think really the most interesting is probably 
spider's design. Why? Well, it's kind of like incorporating like the boots as part of her legs. True. Yeah. And yeah. then she's got like um, a cotton reel. Yeah, it's part of it to make the silk. Yeah. From a web. Yeah. So. Yeah. So now we'll obviously move on a bit. Now obviously they they managed to get from down the hill, roll down everything, and you our society is like, well, this is obviously like model sets where it's the, the peaches rolling down. Which... Even though it squish, squishes the auntie's car, and it's like, how are they not dead? How yeah. you know it's yeah, a yeah. big giant peach which is going to weigh a ton. Yeah. Why are they not? Dead, dead by now. Yeah. I do love the fact that they end up in the ocean. Right. Imagine and so. that they say we're in the middle of a big puddle. Like, just the idea of the way that they think of it, because obviously for the insects, mm-hmm. a puddle will be like the same equivalent as the sea. Yeah, although the, it does refer to it as the, the Pacific Ocean. So there's, there's there are those things that, like, it's always tricky with, with things like this. It's like... It's one minute the characters seem to know like how most of the, the real world works, mm. but then some points like, oh, what's this concept that you bring into me? Like you've never even heard of this. Very, it's 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 sometimes hard to distinguish. And it happens in a lot of like kids' TV shows, films, yeah. whatever. But it's you kind of make you guess have to overlook it sometimes, really, just to make enjoy what to it write, is the writing how it's written. So they're going from London to New York um, on a peach. Yeah. And to be fair, that is a long trip. They're not going to get there that fast. No. Certainly not by it's... floating in the sea. So they have to go airborne. With seagulls. I like seagulls. I know a lot of people have a lot of problems with seagulls, especially in the UK, because obviously they steal your chips at the seaside. Mm-hmm. But I quite like them. I don't hate them. No, not even from... From seeing them in the birds, that threw you. That off. wasn't their fault. No, no, I'm okay with birds. Okay. I love birds. Hmm. And they came, came in handy, didn't they, when James and Giant Peach? I mean, and seemingly never needing to uh, eat or rest true, yeah. at any point. Yeah, yeah. I kind of figured, like, well, you know, how are these things still flying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just kept going, the machines. But I thought, favourite scene for you. Was trying to get the seagulls lassoed or yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call yeah. it, um, onto the peach with the earthworm as bait. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, whinging and moaning about that. Really, is that, what, winds, is that what you mean? Yeah, he whines and moans about pretty much everything. Yeah, he's like, very neurotic. Yeah. yeah, he's like the anxiety one of the yeah. group. Where if he thinks anything can go wrong. He's yeah, the yeah, one that's going to think. I don't know, that's what makes me laugh about it. It's because it's like so, so dramatic about everything. I guess that's me, though, isn't it? A little bit. Maybe not that extent, yeah. I am a bit of a health and safety freak, like, though, when I can see a disaster waiting to happen, can't I? Yeah, but... Um, and this is also at this point where the this mechanical shark comes out of nowhere. Which yeah. seems really bizarre to me. Like, you were saying it's a shark, and it's like, well, if it's a shark, why isn't it? A shark, shark. The seagulls yeah. look like seagulls. Yeah, yeah. Why is the shark a robot? Yeah. It's throwing, like, daggers into the peach. The only explanation I have is that it's, it's aunties have got it, a it, submarine or something. It seems weird that, that it, like, going around, um, it's this sort of school of tuna, it's, it's, it's pointed out, right? and then it kind of spits out these plates of fish heads that he was offered when he yes. was at the aunt's house. So 
it's some kind of weird manifestation of his aunt's link. Maybe some like again some fear distilled into him that his aunts are still potentially after him or something. But, which but, is true, they are. Yeah. So maybe it's that again as some other hallucinogenic thing that he's <laughs> he's experiencing this as he's making his way to Plus, New York. Plus, this but, is more of a deep and meaningful yeah, movie than I imagined. Yeah. Because I think in the book it was, I believe it was like literally just sharks. Rather than just yeah, because that would make sense. Tense. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously then a, a, a case of, like, get a load of seagulls now and somehow get some all and then they all go up in the air. And then he has a big panic attack when the the shark cuts, like, five of them. Seagulls fly off. Like, oh, no, they're getting away. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, I'll just leave them. Yeah, just, yeah. Like, just get, Unless you know, the peach was sinking downwards and you're like, oh, crap, oh, we need, we need those. Them. I don't think yeah. it's going to make much of a difference, to be fair, but it's kind of just, just a means of so the ladybird could have a little swinging with the handbag of these attacking... Well, she was savvy. Like, yeah. she needed her little kind of diva warrior moment. Yeah. Also, the five seagulls might have mean, meant that they got there quicker. It's like car, isn't it? Would you need five pounds of petrol, but if you... Only yeah. running low and that five pounds is gonna mm. get you to where you need to go. Yeah. But not advertising that you shouldn't only have five no. pounds no, of no. petrol in your tank because Absolutely. you'll never no. not get anywhere. No. Now they're up in the air and everything and it kinda of said to you kind of thinking about it, look reminds me of up with the house in the balloons. So even so. though I'm pretty sure James and Giant Peach was first. Yes, it was. Def- most definitely. It was it even when I saw up, so Was she really? Yeah. Probably said that in the episode. Probably did. It just means so I didn't remember it. back and listen to that. <laughs> Definitely go back and listen to it. It doesn't mean that I... it Because I didn't remember you saying that, that mm. that's not valuable. No. And then they're kind of like, oh, I'm hungry and everything. And then like, like oh, go down and stuff. Um, because the last piece of bread had been fought over by the grasshopper, grasshopper and the centipede. Um, but obviously James, being the amazing James that he is, <laughs> um, was like, oh, well, we've got loads of food. Well, to be fair, I'd get sick of eating peach, to be honest. Mm. After a bit. I know it's nice, it is. But after a certain amount of peaches. Yeah, certainly that um, was the care from um, Parasite wouldn't be wouldn't appreciate it. <laughs> she wouldn't even get anywhere close that she ever, like, a... Legend reaction. reaction to the whole thing. She wouldn't be on that yeah. journey at all. That is true. I do appreciate the spider, how caring she is towards James. Like, I feel like she takes on a little bit more of the mother role than... Yeah, they all seem to have the the values in it. Like, the centipede is like the, the father, the spider is the mother. The earthworm is like uncle. Mm-hmm. Earthworm, um, sorry, I thought you meant glowworm. That's what I'm like. I'm no, sure no, she's no. female. No. What are you on about? That's She'll like... be like an aunt. And yeah. then the grasshopper and Labour to grandma and grandpa, respectively. Yeah, yeah. I can see that yeah. actually. That's yeah. a really good analogy. That is. Yeah, yeah. So the family, this is, the, I think, the whole thing really. It's the family that he never had. Yeah. Really, only, yeah, a replacement for them. So I glad you kind of brought that up because I meant to, to, to bring that point across. But at this point, obviously, now we're having another sing song about how all these different foods that that they've had, that the insects have had for their lifetime, whatever. But again, like I thought, you were vegetarian, and you're talking about eating rhinos, <laughs> and which is kind of fine, kind of funny. It's been brought up, yeah. Like 
again rhino and then we've got this other rhino thing and and things like that again it's like it's just obviously just written for the for means of a song but it doesn't make sense in the context of the rhino being uh, quite prominent as well within the film no not so much that just more these things that like it doesn't make sense that they'd be eating that because they're insects they'd just be eating leaves and you know like other other insects especially the spider which is another point because of the fact of how she normally eats ladybirds which she kind of brings up when she's like said better than ladybirds says better than aphids and then the spider says better than ladybirds ladybugs whatever (laughs) and it's like what yeah it's like "Mm, interesting and then there's also the fact that shortly after that the spiders was with like with james like tucking him to bed and everything he says like oh it's good to have friends don't you think and she's like oh no i'm kind of more of a loner really but you've been hanging around with these other insects this whole time didn't never seemed to be a problem like as if you're like oh i didn't want to be around these guys she was like joining in with all the activities and stuff so it's I think it's more she just assumed that people like would push her aside, so she's got that barrier up. Well, how defending the spider? <laughs> I know, but yeah, that's the most other ones are all like vegetarian to a degree. And I think degree, she kind of finds it hard to let people in because if they're normally pushing her away, thinking she's gonna mm. be vicious or whatever, and she's yeah. tarnished with that before she even starts life because of just what she is. Yeah, don't know. Just seems a bit odd for thing to say and then but it doesn't reflect that mm. in, in it as such maybe she maybe she, she, she seems to be like well, after the, the centipede really maybe just because it's kind of getting on his nerves but i think there's a little romance blossoming well, there in there the, it's there really cute obviously by the end it's more obvious of that yeah but then we get on to obviously james having a dream and this like 2d cutout style dream sequence and then his aunts are there again with the rhino coming to get him it's like yeah we know the rhino is a a threat yeah this is a bad enemy that he can't overcome he's got the troubles the woes yeah and it's kind of the rhino is kind of the driving point throughout this really Mm. isn't it yeah so after james wakes up he they kind of dawn on everybody that they're quite cold, a bit chilly. Like, hmm, whereabouts are we? Yeah. And it looks like they're in the Antarctica or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's yeah. gone the wrong direction. Yeah. And centipede has kind of talked the talk but not being able to walk the walk. Yeah. So to speak, Grasshopper is like definitely must be like his father figure, like you're saying, because he rips into him something chronic, like proper has a go at him. Well, yeah. For taking him the wrong way. They're all saying they're going to die because obviously... Didn't expect to be travelling that long. The seagulls are now frozen. Yeah, got icicles on them. I like that torch, but again, it's like, how are they not, like, dead? Yeah, yeah. They don't eat anything yeah. or rested, yeah. and now they're frozen. Yeah. But then, really, to be fair, will not the books have frozen up as well? Yeah, yeah. Like, I know they'd be inside a peach, but... You could say about what happened shortly after where they go under the water to get the compass. Like, pretty sure they wouldn't be able to... St- swim or even let alone breathe under in icy water no mm. less exactly yeah yet they still and james especially is like you know he's a young boy who proved like die instantly almost <laughs> but yeah he's he's still but then it's for children yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a children film yeah yeah adds value to the movie 
take it for what it is. It is. And I know I don't normally say that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can't kind of go too nitty picky into it, I guess, can no. we? No. And this is where we have a little cameo from Jack Skellington. This, oh yeah, I forgot about him. This I time, didn't even twig when I was watching it because I think it's one of those films where it's so light-hearted. You don't have to concentrate, so sometimes like that, things like that can be easily missed because your eyes are not really focusing yeah. as much. But like for me, especially the, the fact that I hadn't really seen Nightmare Before Christmas, but I knew that he was a character in that. So I'm there going, hmm, that's odd. There's like a thing that looks like that other thing that's in that other another character that's in that other film that I haven't seen, but <laughs> this one is younger. And then learn to the the fact obviously that it's the same director who did it, so therefore it's kind of like you're just like putting him in this little cameo appearance. Well, they do that in Disney's, don't they? To be fair, I'm sure like in Monster Inc. she's got a teddy and it's like oh no, yeah, yeah Pixar, yeah, yeah, where they do like yeah, the, the Finding Nemo, it's like what the next film's gonna be and yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, I always Disney, but yeah, it's sort yeah. of the umbrella, but not. Quite, yeah, they went and did their own thing, but <laughs> uh, incidentally, this was Disney produced and actually really know that, but, but it's not on Disney Plus, not on our Disney Plus. I don't know why it isn't, but anyway. So then there's uh, the spider and James are there to do a rescue mission to get Centipede back with the compass, and I think that works really well. That's like kind of like a value added scene where. All the relationships kind of come together once they kind of go after the centipede, mm-hmm. become a happy little family, and when they get back, I think even yeah. Spider kisses centipede, yeah, yeah. and he becomes yeah. a bit of a hero because yeah. he's got the compass. Yeah, yeah. Even though, to be fair, if he hadn't lied, yeah, yeah, it could have probably been on the right tracks. Yeah. A long but time ago. again, something really pick on with the fact that where he, how he, like knew all these places but never been to them, was the fact that he lived. He said, I think he said he lived in between like two pages of National Geographic magazine. So it's kind of like, oh, that kind of makes sense because if he's an insect and he just like, that's where he's living, that it's kind of like he just seeing pictures on a page and learned about it that way. That's how he's getting his information. So that's kind of a clever way of explaining that. Yeah, yeah, that, it is. Right? And he might think, well, oh, that's quite Miscon- close to mis- this. Misconstrued yeah. information. That's why he doesn't know like why this five C's because he might not have looked at a different page yeah. where there wasn't yeah it would say in seven the other two <laughs> or something so <laughs> Some yeah next page yeah. or something yeah. yeah so now yeah so now they get out of there and you're kind of getting north to the end now where they get to New York City but not before another song and a rhino fam- family yeah it's an okay song it's not yeah, it gives you the kind of little bit of the feels, doesn't it? Yeah, but yeah. not much. And it's like, yeah. yeah. I, I don't really... I mean, I'm not really a great fan of singing in, in films, film. which is... What, what about what is currently your favourite singing in the rain? No, but I mean, that's like actual... That's a classic. Um, okay. Can't even compare James and the Giant Peach singing in the rain. I'm more mean like Disney kind of Pixar slash kid films singing. Yeah. I just think I like... it's really weak for me. Yeah, yeah. Like we watched Frozen 2 and it was all singing like, oh, for goodness sake, we ended up just fasting it. Yeah, yeah. And then fasting like, it. I want the, the story, yeah. This, this, what's, what's this adding? And the songs go on forever. Yeah, I get. Yeah, definitely get what you mean there. Whereas like singing in the rain ones are like short, 
keep your attention span they're not too long like good morning is probably like the longest one the one but it's more of a whole dance sequence you know when he's yeah explaining the you've got I, visuals they're yeah. not just standing there singing are they yeah so it works better okay yeah so then after they get just before that song is just before they get to see new york and then like yes yes we're here kind of thing and they're all excited and then this again reinforcing this thunderstorm idea of the rhino. the rhino coming, so that's like maybe that's the representation of it being a thunderstorm, really. So it makes at that point seems more stronger than the, the car theory, but it's like, yeah, just kind of yeah. like trying to marry it up as to how what makes this most sense. But... I think it's more the facts now in my head. Maybe, probably, it's the car accident, but the thunderstorm as is well. when James figured out, or yeah, yeah, on possibly, you. yeah, and smart. so that's his connection to it. Of yeah, those parents' on a stormy death. night, yeah. yeah. So it might, it might have happened on a stormy night, maybe. In a car yeah. crash, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he relinks to that, so like when it's thunder and lightning... Yeah, yeah. He's, that kind of comes back to him with the where the rhino comes in. I think that's just like an, an analogy to his parents dying. I don't think it's actually anything to do with the rhino at all. Yeah, yeah. No, so this is a point where he kind of like overcomes his... And the Fear weak of line of, I'm not afraid of you. Like, good on you. Don't be afraid of anything. Yeah. But, but when you say you're not afraid of something, do it with a bit more oomph than James. Yeah. Like, if you're not afraid of something, then <clears throat> be, like, definitely not afraid. Mm-hmm. Not just half assed <laughs> Okay. That line, it was like, I'd have wanted that boy to have done that. Ten different takes. Not good enough. No, not good enough. Yeah. So I think this, this, the storm breaks and then... But it also breaks the the strings of the seagulls, and then they all go plummeting. All Hello. comes crashing down from the sky. Magically, James is just fine, isn't he? He gets ended Where's... up on the Enti- Empire State, State Building. Building. Yeah. Um, and you're like, where are all the other bugs? Where? Yeah. What's happened to them? Well, Ladybird should be okay because she's got wings. Yeah, but they're all and hanging on to, to the strings. That's how they come back down. That well, should be fine because yeah, obviously you... she's got webs. Yeah. So, but yeah, they seem all magically to be fine because on the seagulls. Yes, because James told them to climb up to, yeah. into the rigging to be safe from. So yeah, so then he manages to get down from the Empire State Building. Obviously, it's like a big phenomenon to everybody. This big peach on <laughs> in the Big Apple. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Maybe it should have been a Big Apple, James and the Big yeah. Apple, because they're going to America, aren't they? It seems a bit too American, maybe, that title. Well, true, to be fair, true. But, well, we're having Ladybug instead of Ladybird. That annoys me because it's in a British movie. Mm-hmm. It's a British book. Why are we saying Ladybug? Mm-hmm. We don't, don't say know. that. No. So then he comes down, but then somehow his aunts have somehow transversed, trekked across the entire ocean in this car. Load of rubbish. That well, car would have died. Yeah. How, how does it even... Yeah. Yeah. So, managed to drive. So it's like pushed by a big pass. peach. So it's like, and it was gone through water, obviously yeah, as yeah. well at this yeah. point because it was seaweed and everything like yeah. that. When they got out of the car, there was water in it. So it's like, well, that would have been dead by now. It's just not, yeah. not feasible. No. What I do you like about this scene is they kind of try and make James look a little bit like do Lally and insane, yeah. but actually in the end, the cop realizes James is telling the truth because obviously the insects come. Well, and he's kind of like saying, oh, yeah, I'm never going back to the 
place where you know he used to maybe do chores and beat me up and tell me I was nothing kind of thing. It's like, well, yeah, certainly wouldn't fly today if you. Oh no, your child's saying that. No, no, no. You'd be locked up if that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the insects come down. So he's obviously telling the truth about it all. Um, they get taken away. Everyone gets to eat peach. It's peach because obviously it's gonna decay. But but this peach has been. In salt water, it's been, you know, everywhere. It's seagull pretty, shit did, on it, it should have, because, yeah. to be fair, did the seagulls not poo at all no. this entire yeah. time? should be covered up there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah for it would be more realistic, yeah. White, <laughs> white frosting on top, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So everybody's all happy they bring out their confetti from <laughs> storing away for such an occasion. The like, who yeah. has just random confetti to throw at? Because I know I don't have any just stored in the cupboard just in case I need it. Yeah, in case the Queen comes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we're at the end of the story now, so they put this the, the kids eat the peach and now left to the pit of the stone and then they just put it in Central Park. Which and, I like, and they yeah. live in it, yeah. which you did say, though, for all of them that are in there, it's not big enough. No. It's like a bit of a TARDIS. Yeah, it must be. But then the peach, to be fair, was quite big, but it still was bigger inside than you thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah, that's the film, really. In a peach shell. (laughs) Encased in a peach, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was a bit of a long, long way getting there for what I thought this episode was going to be. But I think we've covered all bases, really, I think. Most certainly. Yeah. I think it's a light-hearted watch. It's not too intense, even though Sophie didn't get some of it. It's I know from your point of view, it's coming from a bit more nostalgia, which I don't. I don't have mm-hmm, definitely. So obviously, my score might reflect that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Can't knock it for the fact that it is stop motion. That's definitely the... one of the strong points, and it it still holds up. To be fair, very impressive in terms of. I mean, you like. I mean, look at. Coraline as well. That's mm. obviously it's years and years since after that came out, and that's still still amazing. It's obviously more production value added into into that one. Um, yeah. still impressed me. So yeah, it's it's oh, and you know I'm biased in a sense with the animation style anyway. Yes, yeah, we know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna go first mm-hmm. scoring wise. I think. Light-hearted, lovely to watch, simple, brilliant kind of stop motion. Mm-hmm. Basic kind of story, you know what the beats and the troughs are going to be of the film. Yeah, if you've read the book, you know how it's going to... And as well, I don't think there's many surprises or any shockers in no. here. Um, I'd probably just say a seven. Okay. I think it's lovely, but it's not making me want to go back again because I don't have that nostalgia no, part. Okay. It's not... Bug life is... Boom. Yeah. Ten for me, <laughs> just because I, the nostalgia's there. Yeah, I yeah. Guess. guess you could say yeah. So for me, it's a little bit higher than that. Just going on an eight, really. Okay, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. feel so bad. No, no, it's not. It wasn't going to be thing because what lets it down are. I don't really care. If, even back then, I didn't really care much for the songs. Really, no. It's kind of like mm, why you don't really need these. Very weak, uh, especially the very first song we have, and it's like oh, yeah, nails on the chalkboard kind of thing, and. Yeah, obviously, like I said, the selling points are the stop motion and the characters, which are kind of like 
especially coming back to learn who who they are voices and stuff it's kind of opens it a bit more like uh, oh right yeah kind of know them from other films and or tv series and stuff so it's i'd add something another layer to it now as opposed to what i would have done back there it's just mm. taken things at face value and and let's say it's kind of made me think about like what was the rhino actually supposed to yeah. be type of thing so it's kind of don't think it helped that you have to pause on me i was like wait a minute what <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no i agree so that's just peachy I'm so grateful for everyone that's listened to us episode and the amount of times we've said peach. Yeah. Yes. So thank you very much for listening. And of course, if you want to check out our other episodes, you can find us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever else you might get your podcasts from. And of course you can find us on social media, Instagram and Twitter under the handle SP underscore film viewers. Uh, you might have noticed we've been doing some reels now mm. on Instagram, which is quite fun. Yeah. A, a new way of uh, branching ourselves out there a little bit. So it's more Still got a lot of come. research to do yeah, to know yeah, what yeah. we need to be doing. But yeah, we're getting there with them. Yeah. So be on the lookout for those. Hope you enjoy um, them. And, and if you'd like to leave us a review, you can do that on. Apple Podcasts, of course, or Podchaser is another place you can do that. It would be really appreciated. And, of course, if you'd like to make a little small donation to us, there's our Buy Me A Coffee page, which is in the show notes and all our most of our profile bios and all that stuff. So, yeah, that'd be great if you could do that. Yeah, we'd appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. So, Thank you very much for listening once again, and we will speak to you next time. Speak to you next time. Bye.